everybody. Oh, wait, I don't start mine. You don't. Go ahead. Get back in line. <laughs> hey, everyone. This is Anastasia. And this is Lauren. You're listening to Wait to Panic, a podcast where two friends take turns trying to scare one another shitless. And this week, it's Lauren's turn. Woo! That was that, super unenthusiastic. <laughs> I'm sorry. Woo! <laughs> there is you that go. better? <laughs> that's better. Oh, speaking of enthusiastic, I am, I am just, I've been having a rough week, and I know I've told you about this, but everyone else hasn't yeah. heard about it. Just Coda's been sick all week, and it's turned into us getting up every, like, one to two hours to let her try and go to the bathroom, and poor things just not doing well. Few visits to the emergency vet, so... I'm kind of tired, yeah. but I'm going to try. <laughs> yeah, that's all we can ask. Yeah. But on the more positive, uh, what's your happy? My happy is, shocker, it's a horse one. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, so we've, we've had a bunch of, like, makeup lessons that got rescheduled for our trainer. She's got a, a son that needs, like, a, uh, an aide to help mm -hmm. her care for him. And so her schedule didn't really work out too great in the last week or so. So we had a bunch of like back-to-back -back makeup lessons and ended up jumping up to a meter, which Ooh. is something that like if you had asked me at the start of the year if I thought that I would end the year by jumping that high, I would have fallen off forest laughing my ass off <laughs> because like our year started at like two foot three inches, give or take, and like two back-to-back -back really hard falls so if you thought that that's how I was gonna like end the year being up to that height yeah that was not something I ever anticipated but I'm super thrilled that we got that high yeah that's exciting really excited for the next year how what is the highest jump one can do on a horse oh, it's probably really shockingly high isn't it it is like the puissance is like eight feet and that's horrifying what? yeah what yeah. Uh, huh. Yeah. Yeah, because the, like, Olympic jumps are, like, six foot. My God. Yeah, they're, like, the two-meter range. No, thank you. No, thank you. Like, that... And people say equestrians aren't sports people. Right, but, like, I just think of, like, setting those jumps. Like, I would literally have to, like... Get on put... a ladder. <laughs> I would have to put the pole, like, above my head to set it in the cups. No. Uh no, thank you. <laughs> oh, that's wild. But yay, yeah. a meter. <laughs> yay. Progress. Progress. And it that's wasn't exciting. that scary. So I will take your word better. for that. I still never fully got over just like a pole on the ground. So yeah, it turns out if you just don't look at it and you stare at a corner of the arena, like up at the rafters, mm. it works out a lot better. Just okay. don't acknowledge that it exists and go with it. <laughs> Just like, this is not yeah. happening, this is not happening, and stand, and this is not happening, this is not happening. Yep. Pretty, pretty much. <laughs> Disassociate while, or like, controlling a huge animal. Yeah, 1,500 pounds. Yeah. Collaborating with, I should say, because really, meh. Yeah, it's, it's a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, what was yours? Uh, so my happy is... One, that the holidays were over. I yes. They were very fun, but I was ready for them to be over. Uh, and it, we're past the winter solstice, so days are starting to get longer again. Yes. And we're out of 2020. Oh. Which I am thoroughly excited about. All things to be <laughs> <laughs> uh, No kidding. Yeah. Although now we are into the era of rain, but eh. Yeah, but at least it starts, like... It may be raining constantly, which personally I kind of enjoy. It's when I start doing creative things inside instead of outside. Yeah. Yeah. But it's at least getting lighter. Like it's staying lighter later. More vitamin D for us. True. Rainy season people. And I need to burp. <clears throat> there it goes. Hot. Oh, yeah. Ooh, sexy. <laughs> this is how uh, we flirt with each other, burping on the microphone. <laughs> You should hear what happens before we hit record. <laughs> I might leave that in. Oh, uh, goodness. Yeah. But yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm 
ready. I I have high hopes for 2021. Are are you doing um goals? I don't do New Year's resolutions per se, but I try and set goals that I try and lean toward. It's probably like the same thing to people, but it feels different to me. The word says a different thing for me. I'm I, trying to do some. I do. I more pick a word that I want to to focus on for the year and whatever it means in a given situation mm-hmm. is what I focus on. I like that. Yeah. Kind of like a vision word, I guess, if you want to go that way. <laughs> it is the most minimalist version of a vision board ever. Right. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> exist except my brain and it's just one word. <laughs> uh, let's see. If I had to put a word to all of mine... Um, I've got two words. I don't think I can do just one. So health and creativity. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Those, those are my words for 2021. Yeah. Mine are, I've, I've got two as well. Huh. Um, one is creativity because we're going to do our writing dates. And we're and doing our podcast still. And we're doing our podcast. We've made it. Um, and confidence. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Because historically, like that like is it. something I have struggled with. So, it's it's a hard one. It is a it very is. hard one. <laughs> yep. So those are my two words. Dig it. Very much so. Also, if we have any listeners that want to share their words or goals with us, please feel free to to comment on any of our things. Yeah. Hi, friends. Tell us Hi, friends. about you. We like you. Yeah, we do. <laughs> okay. So, do you want to hear about some people we don't like? Always. Okay. That's like 90% <laughs> of our conversations. I know. It's wonderful. <laughs> Everyone needs a friend that they can talk about things they don't like with. Mm-hmm. All day, every day. Okay. So I I stumbled across a list, across, mm, across a list across. that I wanted to turn into kind of a series. So this is going Ooh. to be a theme for my next nine stories. Oh, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. They're all like concise, self-contained stories, but it's it's a general theme. So I stumbled across the FBI's 10 most wanted fugitive list. Ooh. So how much do you know about the most wanted fugitive list? Absolutely nothing. Perfect, because I've got a background <laughs> story for you. Like, uh, the most I'm picturing is like, catch me if you can. <laughs> and that's it. Uh, that's, I mean, that's a good start. Uh, so the FBI 10 Most Wanted Fugitives list was started March 14th, 1950. Uh, oh. Hi, Day! Uh, <laughs> that's what I think of every time. I love it. So it was started by the FBI and national news media sources, um, generally just to try and publicize dangerous fugitives that might not get nationwide attention otherwise. Um, there have been 524 total fugitives on the list as of October 13, 2020. From And this is all coming from the FBI website. So feel free to go read it and do all the things. But I'm just giving you a quick sum up. Um, so 524 total, total fugitives. Uh, the list generally allows the public to be able to assist in tracking and apprehending fugitives. There have been 162 fugitives that were captured due to directly due to public assistance and citizen intervention. Is this like um, where the whole idea of like bounty hunters and all that come from? Kinda. Um, like I imagine that helped popularize them. I oh absolutely I'm certain it did. I I don't really know. That's another thing that I should look into is when <laughs> bounty hunting became popular because. This definitely is like you're putting a reward pri- reward wow I can talk reward <laughs> price on the heads of the people who are listed yeah um in general so the person we're talking about today her reward was a hundred thousand okay. dollars I'd go hunting for a hundred thousand yeah. dollars I yeah. could do that I'd go after um, her so at least a hundred and sixty two of these fugitives probably gave rewards to citizens because they helped catch them yeah um. 490 individuals on the list have been captured as of October 13, 2020. So there are still several people who either were at large or just never caught. But this is also ranging from 1952 today. So sure, yeah, wide range. Some are probably past yeah. at this point. Um, 
So the way that they come up with the top 10 list is that field offices from the FBI submit candidates to the Criminal Investigative Division, which is the CID, mm-hmm. and then everyone that is nominated are reviewed by the CID special agents and the Office of Public Affairs, and they select out a like proposed 10 people that are then sent to the FBI executive management for final approval. Interesting. So it's a a whole ladder to decide who actually goes on the 10 most wanted. Um, In order to get on the list, an individual must have a lengthy record of committing serious crimes and or be considered particularly dangerous, a particularly dangerous menace to society due to current criminal charges. So you have to actively be dangerous and worrying. You have to try and get on this list. (laughs) Basically, like, you you have to do the bad things. Uh, So don't try and get on it. (laughs) Uh, What's more, you also must be believed, it it has to be believed that the nationwide publicity of the FBI Most Wanted list would help the authorities catch the fugitive. Um, Like, if, if someone is already notorious and on the news constantly nationwide, they're not going to make the top 10 Most Wanted list. Because okay. everyone already knows about them. Right. I was Makes a little sense. surprised. Ted Bundy was on the list. I'm like, really? I thought everyone knew about that asshole. That is surprising. <laughs> like, I clearly missed something in that story. Um, huh. So there are a few ways to get off the list, though, which I found kind of interesting. Um, so basically, like, I don't, I didn't find how often they put up a new list, but each list, like, you're on the list unless you're deliberately taken off like there is a historical record i found of up to five the first 506 persons who were on the list they keep pictures of you they keep the record that you were on it if you're on it you're on it you just might not be the most active top 10 but to get off of the top 10 a fugitive must either be captured have the charges dropped and the federal process that was pending against them dismissed, um, or no longer fit the criteria. So no longer fitting the criteria basically means like, hey, you don't meet those standards that we first said, like publicity won't help, you're not particularly dangerous menace, and you don't have a bunch of serious crimes outstanding. This has only happened 10 times, and in each, the fugitive was only no longer considered a particularly dangerous menace to society. So it's very rare that they no longer fit the criteria. Yeah. Well, I imagine if you've made that list, then, I mean, short of dying, yeah, you, you don't kinda... really go, you don't slide backwards to good. <laughs> yeah, no, not really. Um, but... It's kind of interesting. So another thing that there's only been 10 of. Um, so there's been 524 people on the list as of like the last quarter of 2020, right? Yeah. Want to guess how many have been women? 20. 10. And I could okay. only find record of nine. Just I saw a like on the FBI website, it said 10, but I could not find the 10th person. So we are covering Nine of them. And that is going to be my little series, is the nine women of the FBI's top ten most wanted fugitive list. I like it. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> so, now that we've got, like, the background of the list and what I'm doing for my weird little series, uh, let's talk about Brenda Bernice Delgado, who is the most recent woman on the FBI's ten most wanted list that I could find from 2016 she's number 506 on their history records most recent person i could find on the records so if you want to check her out we'll include a link in the description okay so uh so i know you've been with blake a very long time but when you had prior (laughs) relationships were you a stay friends after person or a don't stay friends after person and a donter salt and burn salt and burn yeah okay (laughs) I've gone on both ways, and I personally have converted to the salt and burn because I it there's just been way too many where I'm like, hey, we tried to be friends, and then like two years later, someone messages me. I think we're just having a chat, and then they start hitting on you, and it's just really annoying. Yeah, but I'm also the type that when like I am always the one that does the breaking up in those relationships because 
about three weeks out, I've already decided I'm done. <laughs> and I've already checked out. Oh, that's so, so long before you actually break up with them, Stasia. <laughs> well, I mean, it was high school and college, so. Okay. I mean, yeah. But, yeah, I once I decide I'm done with something, I'm done with it. And Yeah, I'm one of those as well. Like, <laughs> I do all of the things. Like, if I have not done my entire list of trying to make it work, I'm still trying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but once I've hit that point... <laughs> It's over. <laughs> yeah. And there's really no recovering from that because... You tried everything. We've tried. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, this case is probably a good argument for us donters. Okay. Salt and burn would have been a better practice in this case. So, 2011. Dr. Ricardo Ricky Paniagua. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong and I'm sorry, but I'm trying. We, um, we have already accepted that we speak typo. <laughs> like so the yule lads <laughs> oh god yes uh goodness so dr ricky was 38 and he moved from oh wow i wrote that backwards from california to dallas um to complete a residency in dermatology at the university of texas the article that i found described him as looking like david schwimmer who played ross on oh. friends I know, that was my reaction too, but they kept saying he was really handsome, so sorry, David Schwimmer, you're just not okay. my type. But they also say Ted Bundy's super attractive, and he looks like the seal it. from Finding Nemo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what was his name again? Oh, I don't remember. Edmund? Maybe. I feel like it had an Edmund. Either way, a, a sad seal with far too large of eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Uh, so Ricky, who looks like Ross from Friends, moves to Dallas from California to do a dermatology residence. Good job, Dr. Ricky. Uh, 2012, Ricky meets Brenda, who was our most wanted person. Uh. So August 2012, uh, she was seven years his junior at 31 years old, but the age gap did not stop them from being just completely smitten, very happy. Um, they were only together for three months before they started living together and wearing promise rings. Also, promise rings at 31 and, what, 38? Eh. 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 Kind of weird, but okay. Eh. You do People you, People do things. What else? You do you, boo. Whatever. Eh. Um, the, 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 I mean, I'm more concerned about the moving in together after three months thing. I don't care how old you are. That's a red flag. Yeah. But nevertheless, you know, they're living together. They seem like they're happy. Uh, so April 2013, Brenda posts what I consider yet another red flag, a birthday <laughs> message for Ricky on Facebook. And it was, and I quote, happy birthday to the most amazing and smartest man I know. Ricky, together we've shared so much happiness. You are my best friend. I love you with all my heart and can't imagine life without you. I'm sorry. The, these kinds of messages just weird me out. I mean, it's, like, it's not meant to be judgmental. It's just not my thing. I mean, it's it's a very sweet message, I think. Like, not yeah. now that I know she's on the FBI's most wanted list. But, yeah. I mean, if they had been together for a longer period of time, then it yeah. would be less red flaggy. Maybe um, a yellow flag. Maybe that one's a yellow yeah. flag. Like, orange. Yeah. Flag nonetheless. It's, it's a good, good mix. Also, I feel like I need to include a link to the uh, YouTube video of Red Flag. I don't know if you've seen this. I haven't seen this, so later. please include it and also send it to me. Uh, uh, getting back on track, because this actually is a surprisingly long one. Oh, okay. Um, so June 2013, um, Brenda, this is... Just under a year of them dating, Brenda becomes pregnant. And after talking to Ricky, had an abortion. Okay. So she didn't share the news with any of her family. She confided instead, instead in her iPhone Notes app, where she noted how distressing the abortion was for her and vowed that she and Ricky would one day have kids. Oh. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. So setting those intentions. Um. So that that fall, though, 
uh, in a very healthy move, Brenda decided to enroll in dental hygiene school and got a dental assistant job so she could help pay for a new two-bedroom apartment with Ricky. Moving up and on. Okay. That's, that's, that's good. Uh, surprise. She wants to contribute. To... Yeah. It's good. It's good stuff. Um, no flags on that one. Cool. Also, dental hygienist. That's a very solid career path as yeah. long as you're not a horrible person, which... Just please don't stab the gums, and otherwise, it's great. Ugh, yeah. So July 2014, about a year later, um, Ricky breaks up with Brenda. There's oh. no real clear reason, just like, seems like he needed to do something else, and Brenda doesn't take it well at all. Maybe so, he saw all the red flags? Uh, you know, it's they've been together for like two years at this point. They're wearing promise rings. They're living together. They've been living together for a long ass time, considering how quickly they started like dating. I I get being upset. Was he scared of her, and that's why they uh, nope. stayed together? Oh, okay. No, nope, no, nope, wasn't that? It wasn't. Was not any uh, recognition. Was, was there a hot secretary? No. <laughs> They're just, he he just up and went, you know, I'm not feeling it. And okay. all right, decided, Brenda. Give that promise ring back. I need you to move out, please. So she showed up to school sobbing and telling her friends that, like, she'd been dumped. She had to move out, all of these things. Uh, I get it. Been there, yep. done that. Had a very awkward English class once where I had written a paper about an ex and he broke up with me the night before I had to read it to a group. Not cool, dude. Not cool. Ooh. Awkward. Very awkward. Crying in oh. front of a class while you read something and they critique your work. I don't awkward, recommend terrible. that experience. <laughs> nope. Zero out of ten. Thanks, college. Uh, yes. Okay, so <laughs> with that tangent done, September 2014, uh, Ricky, who decided very quickly to just get up and keep living his life. He's been dating. He's been doing things. He's signing up for events to do fun things. Um, so he's taking a salsa class. And Attaboy. he's been doing it for a while now. And he walks in and he goes, oh, Brenda's here. Oh, no. Okay. So, you know, they did. Have you been to a dance class before? No. Okay. So the way that they work is like everyone stands in a circle and you rotate couples. So like you do a section of a dance with one person. And then at a certain point, the instructor says, okay, switch. You rotate either direction. So you get to dance with everybody, which helps you learn faster. It's pretty oh. fun, okay. I think. It, it's not everyone's cup of tea if you're, like, very introverted. I don't recommend it. Try and have just one partner. Instructors are understanding. But can be fun. It can be a really good way to meet people. I'm sure that's what Ricky was thinking. So they're going through the class, and they, they didn't, like, seek each other out. Brenda didn't, like, go running over and jump on him or anything like that. Like, she just... She was dancing, she, knew, she was doing salsa. She knew her time would come, though. <laughs> she knew, like, the circle moves, it's how it goes. So they were dancing, they end up dancing together, and, uh, you know, just normal things. But apparently, the dance floor reignited their passion and chemistry for one another. Well, it is salsa. Salsa. You know what's Spicy. so good about salsa? You get to say salsa. I don't know what that's from, but my mom used to make that joke all the time, and I don't get it, but we always cracked up. (laughs) Um, So Ricky and Brenda, you know, they're having a good time. Uh, Like, meeting on the dance floor is romantic as I can think of, honestly. Like, oh, yeah. Bringing it back together. Like, let's let's get a little saucy together. I get it. I get it. Yeah. That sounds great. Um, And luckily, this time, Ricky didn't, like, jump the gun. Like, they did get back together again. Okay. Okay. They did not immediately go back to living together. Good and call. And agreed. And, like, Ricky went through the whole rigmarole of, like, Brenda's dad asking, hey, what are your intentions with my daughter? She's 31, maybe a little bit old to be having that conversation, in my opinion. But you do yeah. you, it's the South, whatevs. Um, also, and I get the sinking feeling something bad is going to happen to Ricky. Just wait. Uh <laughs> And at this point in time, you know, Ricky was, like, responding to Brenda's dad, like, yeah, my intentions are good. Marriage is definitely an option. That's up on the table. We're thinking about it. It's where they're at. So February 2015, um, Ricky had a change of heart, 
He told okay. Brenda and her family, like, hey, I have some issues in my life that I need to take care of, and broke up with Brenda. Okay. But they stayed platonic friends. Okay. Salt and burn, people. Salt and burn. Sorry. Um, but, you know, it's it's pretty lucky that they ended up on good terms because R- Ricky and Brenda ran into each other pretty often. Yeah, I bet they did. They did. That's, you know, about once a week. Maybe every work. two weeks. Because Ricky would see Brenda when he went trail running. And Brenda even showed up at a Panera once where Ricky just so happened to be with a new girlfriend uh, having a date. And, you know, guess it's good they were on good terms. <sighs> okay. I'm getting a very uh, Joe vibe out of this. Joe. From from that TV show, like, You or whatever it is. I don't know it's that got... I've seen this. Oh, yeah. It's got a stalker psycho oh. boyfriend in it. I mean, it's definitely that vibe. Um, okay. So June 2015, not long after they had broken up, Ricky has a new girlfriend, a lovely pediatric dentist named Kendra Hatcher. And things are going really well for him. They're, like, even started talking about making a wedding fund already. Again, little bit fast, Ricky. Learn from the last one. Take it a little slower. Just, like, a little bit. Yeah. Kendra seems great. Ricky's super happy with her. They're happy and excited. So, you know, he emails his good buddy, Brenda. Why? And he tells her that he has a new relationship and it's going well. Because, you know, friends support friends, right? Ricky. Ricky, salt and burn. (laughs) Salt and burn, Ricky. Uh, yeah, no. So. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. Goodness. I I just, I feel so bad for all of this. Um, I'm sorry. So, after the email, he, like, Brenda responded just like, hey, I want us to stay friends. That's great for you. Whatever. Like, totally neutral response. Sure, cool. she edited that about six times before she hit send. I think it may have been more than six. Yeah, generous. <laughs> so after the email, he proceeded to have a absolute love fest of the summer, is what I wrote in my notes. Uh, he and Kendra went everywhere that they could in Uptown Dallas. Like, they ate at nice restaurants. They went to all of the nice places to do things. They took expensive trips. They went to Cancun, California. She met his family. All of these things. And, you know, of course, as you do in 2016, they posted all about it on Facebook. (sighs) People privacy settings. Right up until the moment when Kendra was shot in the head during a car robbery. Yeah. that, That went about as well as I thought it would. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep. So the day that Kendra was shot, uh, Ricky texted Brenda and told her what happened. And Brenda, like a good friend, offered to bring him groceries and anything else he might need. Like, really, just such a good friend. But I know you've already guessed it. Brenda orchestrated the hit on Kendra. What? No. No! I never would have guessed. That seems like something that is totally out of character for Brenda. Uh, strangely enough, that is actually what friends and family all said. Like, she was described as a very devout, Christian, kind person, the kind of person who would take the jacket off her back to give it to a stranger on the street who needed it. Like, basically painted as an angel. So, let's take notes here, everybody. This is what (sighs) psychopaths do. It's all very disturbing how well they hide themselves. Yeah, that's how they get you. It's how they blend into society. So you do want to know what uh, was happening with Brenda the entire time that oh, yeah. Ricky and Kendra were having their stuff? Well, besides all the, I assume, massive amount of stalking? So, as we know, Brenda had not just coincidentally run into Ricky. Um, Brenda actually had all of Ricky's passwords for his email, cloud, social media, phone records, everything. Brenda was still on Ricky's phone plan. He was still paying for her to have a phone, so she what? had access to all of his cell phone records. Why? No clue why. No clue why. Okay. I don't know. Minus all of his bad choices, Ricky seems like he is genuinely a nice guy. Stupid, but, but nice. nice. Like, impulsive. Also, people, Dumb. change your passwords. Change your passwords. Take your ex off of your accounts. Uh, uh, don't just leave things open. Ugh. Um. 
So, so Brenda, like the long and short of it is Brenda knew where he was going to be with whom and when at all times. And she constantly checked in. So when Ricky emailed Brenda to tell her that he had a new girlfriend, even though he never told her Kendra's name, Brenda, like, and Brenda said she just wanted to stay friends and all of this, like, what she actually heard was the iron door of the friend zone clanging shut, and she was furious and freaking out. Well, yeah, he just met a lady that he dated for, what, maybe six months before they're like, oh, we should get married. Yep. Also, had she, had she gotten to meet his family? No. Oh, so he just introduced Kendra, like... Oh, yeah. He did all the things with her that he didn't yep. do with Brenda. Oof. All of the things with her that again, he did not do with her. Ricky, stupid, but nice. <laughs> well, it's, again, Brenda, sweetie, go watch He's Just Not That Into You. Right. Understand. Like, this is what you do when you get broken up with you. Watch He's Just Not Into You, and then you... Tighten up a little bit, you eat some ice cream, you have some chocolate, you drink some booze, you hang out with your friends, and you get over it. Yeah. Again, every trash can has a lid. <laughs> he just wasn't yours. Yeah. Seriously, I have a coworker that's that's what his grandma told him, and I have never forgotten that. And Kirk, I hope you're not mad at me for sharing that. But That's hilarious like, and I love it. I have laughed about that for about three years now and Every His grandma's straight up vicious. Has a lid. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So Ugh. Kendra, not Kendra, Brenda, um, has access to all these accounts. So obviously, even though Ricky never told her Kendra's name, like she knew very quickly. She just logged into his Facebook and went, "Oh, there's the person he talks to twenty four seven. Perfect. Got her." And yeah. Kendra, Kendra, why, why did you have an open Facebook profile? But Again, privacy I, settings. Keep private profiles. Don't post active locations. Like, <sighs> Never please. post active locations. Never. Read Killstagram on webcomics if you want to oh wonder why. It's <gasps> horrifying. Uh, I still can't finish that. Uh, it was amazing and horrible. Um, <sighs> okay. <laughs> okay, so we're going to keep going. <laughs> we're, we're on the tangent train today. Woo! We're going to talk about that later because I need to know how it ends without reading it. (laughs) I can do that for you. If anyone else needs to know, just, you know, DM me on Instagram, I'll tell you. Um, Okay, so Brenda quickly became very obsessed and, like, screenshot whenever Kendra and Ricky had a happy picture on Instagram or took a fancy vacation, something that Ricky never did for her. So they went once to Mexico to visit her family. So he met her family, but he never took her home to his parents. Mm. He never took her to Cancun. He never took her to, um, I think one of them, what is, what's the word? It starts with the T, Tahoe. I think they wanted, went to Tahoe on one of them. Like they, they were going to San Francisco. They were doing all the things. And Brenda had a big case <sighs> of the, but what? I didn't why get not that. Me? Why yeah. not me? Big case of the why not me's. Um. So Brenda, instead of moving on, she pretended to move on. She went on a few dinner dates. Um, one was with Roberto Men- Menendez, a car salesman that was interested in her. And she proceeded to spend the evening talking about Ricky and Kendra, and then had Roberto park outside Ricky's apartment and sit in the dark while she staked out the super, 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 super creepy area. Like, what, what the fuck, Brenda? Like... Why would you take a new flame on your creepy stakeout? Like, just go alone and take some burgers. If you're going to do it, don't drag someone else into it. Also, why'd he go along with it? Like, was he uh, just that in love with her to be like, all right, she's my brand of crazy? Well, I think he was thinking he was going to get a makeout session uh, and, like, you know, go park in a secluded area in the dark. Ah, you get to make out with someone. Think nope. with your other brain. I, I don't think that there was a second date. I would imagine not. Yeah. But Brenda did have a second date, just not with Roberto, with a guy named Milton Martinez. They had known one another in high school, and once again, Brenda could not hold a conversation unless it was about Ricky and Kendra, and she decided to up the creepy a notch. Um, she asked Milton if he knew anyone that could hurt someone. He told her to drop it and move on. Clearly didn't happen. All right, though, good on him. Good on him. Like, good job, Milton. You did a great job. I assume um, that they did not have a second date either. Didn't find any record of one. 
I certainly would not go out with someone who said shit like that again. No. Uh, which reminds me, I have had exactly one date that I have walked out of because someone said things too far. I had a dude at one point in time that met, I met up with for a drink, and I kid you not, the one time I regret not pouring a drink on someone, I wish <laughs> I had thrown a drink in his face. You you wasted your opportunity. I did. It was my Ugh. one chance, and I didn't you take it because I was too us. polite. I yeah. I he was so creepy, so creepy. Like wanted to hear about every trauma I've ever had, and then oh, no. laughed in my face, kind of thing. Like he's like, "Tell me no. about what's happened to you." I'm like, "I don't want to talk about it. Tell me about what's happened to you." I'm like, "Look, here's the blank list," and he's just like laughing in my face directly. I'm like. I should have poured a drink in your face. I should have done it. But I didn't, and I lost my chance. And I don't remember his name, so I can't mourn anyone. But actually, I've lost two chances. I just realized one was with a different person. Ugh. You're wasting your opportunities, Lauren. <laughs> I need to be meaner. <laughs> Maybe one day it'll happen. Uh, anywho. Maybe. When Brenda's romantic interests were not willing to hurt someone for her love... Uh, Brenda turned to family and friends and even friends of friends instead. So, But I thought you said they said she was so in- angelic and... Did they just people... gloss over this part? Well, I think... So the first one was Brenda's cousin. She didn't ever go to her direct family, like her immediate family. She went oh. to a cousin and he just thought she was drunk. So she was out getting drinks with her cousin, <sighs> Moses Martinez, and Brenda offered to pay for a car for him like buy him a new car or pay his child support payments if he would threaten kendra with a metal baseball bat that brenda had thoughtfully brought with her to the bar he turned her down and just thought she was drunk i'm like moses no 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 that's not something someone says when they're drunk that's something that a psychotic person who needs to be arrested says yeah drunk people are usually pretty honest so Also, what bar lets you in with a bat? I don't fucking know, but it's in (laughs) Texas, so... eh. I mean, it's still a fucking bat. (laughs) Like, it's one thing if you got, like, concealed carry, okay, but... Maybe it was a baseball bar. They have those. Yeah, I don't think it's bring your own bat. That's that's a whole other BYOB. I don't know. I should ask my brother. When he lived in Oklahoma, there was a... Like, it's batting cages that you go and you can drink and do batting at... And I don't know if you were able to bring your own equipment or not. But maybe it was something like that. I don't think so. But maybe. I don't think so. But But regardless, you know, she was trying to be thoughtful. Provide the tools to get the job done. (sighs) That's very, very, very thoughtful of her. Yeah. (laughs) So the next person she tried was Jennifer Escobar, who was her friend and roommate for a very short period of time. Um, One, she got talked into being her roommate. And then Jennifer became scared of Brenda because of how obsessive she was about Ricky and Kendra. I I just imagine that she walks into this new apartment and just sees, like, the shrine of Ricky and Kendra on the wall with the little red strings. It's just like, the hell did I just get into? <laughs> Basically, yeah. Like, maybe not literally that, but, like, conversations always about Ricky and Kendra. Uh, constantly complaining and it got to the point where she avoided being at home jennifer did because she didn't want to be around there and brenda just decided it was cool to try and offer drugs or a car or money if jennifer would help brenda get revenge so jennifer was so scared of brenda's violent daydreams that she just she moved the fuck out like brenda was telling her shit like i want to knock ricky into a coma with the baseball bat and i want to kill kendra by grabbing her from behind and stabbing her in the chest with a drug-filled hypodermic needle or beating her to death that's really fucking specific brenda that is really those are all inside thoughts that should have stayed well inside they should have been buried deep 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 put that box far far in the basement and then you shit it out (laughs) oh brenda (laughs) oh brenda yeah so Jennifer moved out, but unfortunately, while Jennifer was living there, she had brought a friend over at least once, and um, Brenda remembered her. So Crystal Cortez, a friend of Jennifer's and a single mother, was then lured by Brenda into friendship. Basically, Brenda, like, 
She let Crystal use the apartment pool with her six-year-old son. She would take Crystal out on girls' nights and pay for fancy dinners. And on one such girls' night, like, what single mother would not want to have? And, like, a poor single mother who is not in a good situation in life, like, you want to go out for a damn nice dinner every now and then. I get it. Yeah. I could see why you would want to be friends with that. I'm but also Brenda- a suspicious bitch, though, and don't trust well, people, so... Brenda flipped uh, on one such dinner, and unfortunately, Crystal didn't follow the red flag trail. Um, So Brenda decided to just, like, drop the plan middle of dinner. Like, hey, I'm going to get rid of Kendra, and I'll give you $500, Crystal, if you help. Oh. Like, I get it. You need the money. I get it. Yeah, but... But... Don't say yes, but she said yes. Oof. Yeah, so Crystal and Brenda then started actively physically stalking Kendra versus just the regular, like, Brenda's norm of cyber stalking slash physical stalking. Like, now she's got a partner in crime, and they're driving by work, home, everything, couple nights a week, and using night vision binoculars that Brenda had bought, and they came up with this plan that they decided the easiest way to get rid of Kendra was to have Kendra be shot, and you know what? Neither of us have experience with guns, so we need to hire a, hit- a hitman. That's what needs to happen. Clearly. I yeah, mean, like, obviously, right? No. If you want a job done right, you know, go to yeah. a professional. <laughs> so Brenda didn't know anybody, and she then looked at Crystal and went, hey, do you know everybody, anybody that knows how to handle a gun? Like, you're from a rundown part of town. Maybe you know right. somebody. So then we started, well, I mean, I mean apparently it was also wrong, accurate. But. Yeah. But. Um, so they started trolling around Crystal's neighborhood, and they finally found a guy named Christopher Love. He had been over at Crystal's mom's house. Um, his kids were using the trampoline at Crystal's mom's house. So, unfortunately... How do you bring that up in polite conversation and be like, Hey, she's crazy. Her ex is getting married. She wants to kill the bride-to-be. Cool. Uh, well, what they did, they, they found a guy who was very sympathetic to their cause, essentially. He already had a criminal record that had started when he was in his teenage years for aggravated assault, aggravated robbery, and burglary of a residence. And Love had the entrepreneurial dream of starting a prostitution ring. Dude, you suck. You suck. Find a better dream. Find a better <laughs> dream, for fuck's sake. Uh, but, you know, he was missing startup money. There's no Kickstarter for that. Her name is Brenda. Brenda is the Kickstarter for that. So (sighs) she came along. (laughs) I like what I wrote, so I'm going to read it. Here comes Brenda coming along to make dreams come true with bad decisions and empty promises. Uh, (laughs) Brenda told promise ring. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh. Uh, yeah. So Brenda told. Go ahead. Really quick. uh, Did they do a round two of promise rings? I think they probably just took the same ones that they already had and Ooh, put them back on. that's bad luck. It's very bad, bad luck. Bad luck. Mm-hmm. All right, continue on. <laughs> so Brenda told Christopher that she had connections with the drug cartel, unsubstantiated, and offered to pay him in cash and drugs, totaling $3,000 USD value. And Christopher oh, said yes. Okay. These people have very low values for what they would commit major crimes for, is what I'm yeah. coming down on. I'm like, what, sweetie, what situations have you been in that that is enough money? Because my number would be significantly higher than that. Like, g- give me 10% of Bezos' wealth, sure, maybe. Probably not, but maybe, but I'll take the money and report you for sure. Oh, 10% is so much. I know. But that's yeah. about like that's how much it would take to start yeah. tempting me. Like I just yeah. I don't no thank you're you. Not, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So August 2015, Brenda graduated from her dental hygienist program. Good on her. She's got all these extracurriculars going on. She's still getting her studies done. She's still graduating. Um where and Ricky, is she getting all the money? Like I well, thought she already graduated and was like working. Nope, nope. She was working as a dental assistant, not a dental hygienist. So she was working and doing school. She was now graduating from her dental hygienist program, and Ricky had been partially supporting her, if you recall from the cell phone plan and various things. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. So Ricky, way too nice of a dude, it seems, um, being a good friend yet again, 
texted her saying, hey, congratulations and good luck on your exams, the certification exams. Um, and, you know, he he tossed in just real casual like that, you know, hey, I'm moving back to California and taking you off my cell phone plan. <laughs> oh, Ricky. So. so Should have so. done that a while ago, but. Yeah, so that was August 31st and he's moving October. Um, so it's it's coming up and Brenda basically freaked out and recognized like, hey, my window for exacting revenge is closing. You should have moved before you told her, Ricky. And yeah, she knows how to get shit done. She got her degree while working, while stalking. Like she set a date for the murder, September 2nd, Ugh. two days later. Okay. Yeah. So Brenda's a bad friend. Um, Brenda's a bad lot of things. <laughs> Brenda's a bad lot of things, but this one makes me deeply upset just as some, like, this is just such a cheap jerk shot, I feel like. So she, Brenda, she couldn't be bothered to go spend the money to rent a car. She borrowed a friend from a car, a car from a friend. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> she borrowed English a friend from a car. She borrowed a car from like, a friend. Did she, she borrowed just, a... like, rip someone out of a car and be like, I'll give this no. back to you? No, she she genuinely like went up and went, hey, can I borrow your car for the day? And they said, yeah, because she was a sweet angelic person. But the car broke down. So then she took it to her friend who was a mechanic to get it fixed and <sighs> borrowed his car, which was a black Jeep Cherokee. And that's what Crystal drove. So general plan was Crystal's going to be the getaway driver. Christopher's in the back. He's going to jump out, do the hit, jump back in. Crystal drives them away. General plan. Okay. Um, and they steal a purse to make it look like a robbery, etc. Um, so they are in the black Jeep Cherokee, the silver BMWs at the shop, but they got a car. They're going to keep rolling. So now Brenda has tried to screw two people out of their cars, essentially, because you can't drive that shit once it's been on the news for having shot someone. Um, wow. So Crystal's driving and she goes, she drops Brenda off at the library Um where she's studying for her dental hygiene certification exam. Just, you know, quick study sesh alibi with a fe few fellow recent graduates. Gotta set it up. Uh, and then Crystal goes and picks up Christopher, and they go and they stake out Kendra's dental office, which was called the Smile Zone, which is adorable. Oh, that no, is cute. A pediatric dental zone because the smile, it's, it's just too cute. Um, 2.30 p.m., they took a quick break because Crystal had to go do the school run, so she dropped Christopher back off at his apartment, picked up her kid, got the kid some drive through Sonic, and dropped the kid at home, and then went and picked Chris back up again and went back to staking out the smile zone. So Kendra ended up leaving work a little bit early that day, and when she left, they followed. Um, they lost her in traffic at one point in time, but... They knew that she was going home. She had gone to a friend's place to pick up an underwater camera for their trip to Cancun, which was happening in the next couple of days. So they went. They knew she was going home. They hung out in her garage. And as soon as they saw her drive in, Christopher jumped out. And the moment that she opened her door, Christopher grabbed her purse, shot her in the head, and then jumped back in the Jeep where Crystal drove them away. Jeez. Parent. Apparently, one of the neighbors heard Kendra scream and said it sounded more animalistic than human. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yep. And at the same time, Brenda was out having a drink with her friend Jose, who she had borrowed the Jeep from, at a Chili's, when Crystal texted and confirmed that everything was done. So they went and they brought the Jeep back to Chili's so that they could give Jose his car back. And the purse that had been grabbed... Brenda just grabbed it and threw it over her shoulder and was super happy. <sighs> That's a lot to unpack. <laughs> it is. Uh, okay, we're nearing the end. So, um, I, I wrote get caught, Brenda. <laughs> so, Brenda thought she had done everything right. Brenda, there's no right way to do a murder. There's not. They're all bad. Yeah. So, the police ended up releasing the garage security footage showing the vehicle that had Kendra's killer. And guess who saw it? Jose! Yeah. The guy who owned the car. So he called Brenda freaking out, rightfully. And right. Brenda threw out the very shaky excuse that, oh, well, Crystal had been driving the car and I'm, I'm pretty sure Crystal has a drug problem. Maybe she had been buying drugs in that 
garage of an upscale apartment building and something went wrong. So she just said, hey, Jose, it's fine. You can drive your car. Just paint it first. And don't mention this conversation to anyone else. Okay, thanks. Bye. Not cool, Brenda. Paint paint doesn't fix it, Brenda. Nope. It's got a license plate number. Right. Which is connected to a VIN. Yep. So Jose, thank God, went and talked to his family and with their encouragement, went to the police. So good job, Jose. Yay. Very happy. Was there a reason that he didn't just go straight to the police? I think he was just freaking out and didn't, like, logical freak out. Mm, Okay. Like, I feel like I would probably call my mom in that situation, too. Yeah, fair. I'd call my mom for a lot less. (laughs) Yeah, ditto. Called my dad for a lot less. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Oh, yes. Just parents and daughter, like, I need to talk to you. Please help me. What do I do? My brain has gone on freeze. It doesn't know what's happening. (laughs) Tell me how to life. (laughs) Please, please help. How life? Uh, yeah much need (laughs) so jose goes to the police and luckily the police were able to go collect brenda um before she went to drop off groceries at ricky's place that day so they had called ricky and been like hey we just heard this story from this guy and apparently ricky had also seen the footage and also got the oh my god what if that was brenda behind the wheel because it was a female (laughs) driving and said he was scared and oh my god brenda's coming here to pick up groceries to drop off groceries for me from the text message of getting comfort from a friend yada yada this was as far as i can tell this was going to be go one of two ways one brenda thinks she's getting ricky back two brenda's gonna smash ricky with a baseball bat into a coma like she daydreamt about yep multiple times both bad both bad um so luckily they were able to pick Brenda up before she went over with the groceries. So she got taken into police custody and they also ended up bringing in Crystal while Brenda was also in custody. So they were able to get a confession from Crystal that they then tried to use to get a confession from Brenda. So Barnes, I don't remember his first name, was the arresting officer who was trying to get a confession. Um, and he he recognized that she probably wasn't going to bend under um like bad cop kind of stuff like you did under pressure accusatory of any kind yeah pressure um so he instead went because she had tried to play the christian card he was wearing a i am second bracelet which apparently was a reminder bracelet of god comes first in my life so she tried to play the i'm a believer too card um with him and he took it the other direction and went fatherly on her and went look i think you're hurt i think you're upset that something didn't happen i know it's hard to understand and comprehend like he did the whole spiel yeah brenda didn't crack fucking brenda so she had been booked on an unpaid parking ticket which she very quickly paid and had to be released so The next day, uh, Christopher was arrested with the murder weapon in his possession. He was caught from cell phone records between him and Crystal. They had been texting a few days before the murder. So they went. Christopher, like, you're a terrible criminal. First thing you do is ditch the weapon. He is very bad at his job. They did not hire a (laughs) professional hitman. Very bad at his job. Um. Okay. So once they had Christopher and the weapon. Barnes went to try and circle back to Brenda again, but she had already hopped a bus to Mexico. Oh, I thought you were going to say like California to follow Ricky, but no, (laughs) unfortunately not that. That would have been a little bit easier. So Brenda actually had dual citizenship in Mexico. So she had family there. She was living with her relatives down there for about six months before the FBI and the Mexican authorities found her. Um, But under Mexican law, a dual citizen could not be extradited to a country that would seek the death penalty against them. So the Dallas District Attorney's Office had to vow that they would not ask a jury to sentence Brenda to death in order for her to be returned to the U.S. But it happens. (laughs) Yeah, like, they vowed it, she was returned, yada yada. So the lead prosecutor for the case was Kevin Brooks. Um, and he first negotiated negotiated Crystal's confession. Um, so Crystal pled guilty to her involvement and provided testimony, testimony against both Brenda and Christopher. And in return, she received a 35-year sentence with possibility of parole after 15 years. 
Um, and the thing that convinced her to confess was her mother visited her in prison and said, I raised you better than this. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you use that mom guilt. Uh, oh, no, there's nothing stronger than that. Yeah. Parental guilt is the strongest motivator of all time. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah. I was very, like, there was 100% a hand over mouth, oh, motion happening when I read that the first time. Yeah. Good okay. job, mom. I know, right? I'm so proud of her. Thank you, Mrs. Cortez. Uh, so Christopher was tried first in October 2018 and sentenced to death by lethal injection. The jury only took two hours to decide upon the verdict. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Brent? they have plenty of evidence by now, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, especially with a involved witness. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They, they got everything they need. Uh, so Brenda was tried in June 2019 and sentenced to life in prison for capital murder, and it took the jury only 20 minutes to reach a guilty verdict. Oof. Oh, sweetie. At this point, they had full access to all of her phone records, all of her little self-notes, all of her social media, her whole spiel well, of everything. Like, I they had everything they needed. If they had everything, they walked into the room, and I just imagine it was like boxes of stuff to look through they're like shit there's this much evidence yeah guilty yep. well and what's more ricky testified boy, ricky yeah i'm just like oh buddy sad, sad yeah. but yeah so he uh he testified and as this is kind of the last little bit of the story but um Brenda did not look at her family. She did not look at Kendra's family. She did not look at anything. And when Ricky was on the stand, he only looked at her once to identify her in the room. Oof. And then he looked away. She, as she was being led away, she like looked into the crowd as far as we can tell to try and find somebody, probably Ricky. Probably Ricky. <laughs> but after he gave testimony, he got the fuck out of there and immediately hopped a plane to California. Like, Yeah, I don't blame him fucking way to do it ricky yeah yeah out of boy so yeah that's brenda delgado the most recent woman on the fbi's most wanted list yeah that's number one in our series she is quite the lady yeah and, and you if yeah. we're starting off that strong i'm afraid to hear about the other eight but uh, i mean i haven't <laughs> researched them yet so we'll find out i just decided to go backwards in time and finish with the first one that was added yeah, um, no, it makes sense. Yeah. <sighs> oh, Brenda. Do you want a palate cleanser? I think we all need one. I, I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, my multivitamin always gets jealous in the winter. I think it's because I take vitamin D on the side this time of year. <laughs> we all need to. <laughs> we really do. Like, take the vitamin D. It's good for you in Washington. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, do you know the two most jealous letters of the alphabet? I and you? Envy. Ah, uh, that makes more sense. <laughs> do you know yeah. why uh, Adele crossed the road to say hello from the other side? Okay, I was trying to think of her song names <laughs> and just I wasn't coming up with any of them. It's funny because that's one about her talking to an ex-lover. <laughs> it's true. I do know that. Ugh. Okay, okay, this is the last one I have, and it is the stupidest, and it is my favorite. <laughs> we can look up more if need be, but this is my favorite one. Uh, why was 2019 afraid of 2020? I have so many answers, but none of them are probably correct. <laughs> because they had a fight in 2021. Ah. <laughs> none of mine were correct, but uh, I do like that better. <laughs> uh, yeah, 2020 had plenty of reasons for us to be afraid of it <laughs> 2020 Ugh. yeah okay yeah. well i have one yay if my internet will load um doo -doo -doo. okay so this is from katie because she has been a trooper yay! about like katie you're my favorite because you send us puns and we love we you love for them. it <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little belated because it's a a Christmas one. Okay. But it's between Darth Vader and Luke. So Darth Vader goes, 
I know what you've got me for Christmas, Skywalker. Luke goes, how do you know? Vader, I felt your presence. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it makes me laugh. (laughs) Vader, no. Uh, I like that one. It's cute. All righty. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening and check back next Sunday for another episode. If you need some extra spookums, check out our mini stories at waittopanic.com. And as always, if you have a story to share, send us an email at waittopanicpodcast at gmail.com. Make good choices and remember, wait wait to to panic. panic.